You're listening to The Intentional Podcast, co-hosted by Caitlin and Mackenzie. We hope you enjoy today's intention. Welcome back, everyone. Hello, friends. <laughs> so excited. We are here with Hollis Brown. Uh, so we're going to welcome her to the podcast. Um, Hollis is originally from Georgia, but currently lives in Milwaukee. She is a marketing strategist with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, she's a podcast host as well of the podcast Outnumbered. Uh, she's a public speaker, mentor, youth educator, <laughs> And she is the 2022 Miss Wisconsin USA. So if that isn't enough of a resume, I don't know what it is. I was going to say, um, holy cow, you guys, do we have a treat for you today? <laughs> yes, we are so happy to have her on. Um, we're going to be diving into intentionally pursuing our passions. And I think Hollis is a great example of this. Um, so Hollis, welcome. Uh, if you wouldn't mind telling our listeners a little bit more about you, and um, we'll just let you take it from here for a little bit. Yes, thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here. Especially, I love the title of this episode because I try to be as intentional as possible. I know we always try. Sometimes it doesn't work out or you try your best, but whatever happens, life be life. And so I always try to live and be intentional. So love that you made that the title or the theme for this episode, but a little about me. So like they mentioned earlier, born and raised in Savannah, Georgia. From there, I actually went to college in Virginia where I attended Virginia Tech. I needed to get far away from Georgia. I wanted something a little different. So I decided to pack my bags and move over to Virginia where I was around snow for the first time. And now I live in here in Milwaukee. You live in the frozen tundra now, girlfriend. Now I'm deep in it. And believe me, if you're around me in the winter, you will know how much I dislike the snow because I constantly remind you that I love winters in Milwaukee. But anyway, so went to Virginia Tech where I majored in marketing. And then from there, I kind of did a number of different things where I worked for our athletic marketing department. I worked for our men's basketball team. I worked in our student center. I kind of worked everywhere because as you know, in college, you need the money wherever you can get. Well, not wherever you can get it, but <laughs> if you can get it, you try to So from me being at a D1 university, I realized that I really enjoyed going to sporting games and was like, how can I make this a career? Whenever I would go to games with my friends, they would always be probably watching the game and I'm always watching the people on the sidelines. I was like, okay, how can I get their job? That looks really cool that they're just paid to be here all Mm -hmm. the time. How can I do this? I'm also someone that can't work a quote unquote boring job. I need something that's exciting where I'm like up on my feet, where I'm engaging with people, not sitting at a desk all day because I, my attention span just is not having it. And so (laughs) once I graduated, I knew exactly where I wanted to go. I actually have something written. Well, I had a text message to a friend. I want to say maybe my sophomore year. And I told him, I was like, I am going to work in the marketing department for an NBA team. 
And it's kind of crazy um, how full circle that has come, especially when I said it, I had no idea how I was going to get there or how that was going to happen. But knowing that currently I work for the Milwaukee Bucks and partner strategy and management. So being able to actually see my goal come to fruition and seeing that little reminder from Apple showing me old text messages and knowing that I actually accomplished it just is a true testament that whatever you put your mind to, whenever you put it out in the universe can truly happen if you work hard around it. So that's kind of like a very, very quick version of my story. There's a lot of little nuggets in between, but overall, just putting what I want in the universe, whether it's a big dream, a little dream, whatever it is, and working my butt off to make it happen. I love it. Hollis in a bubble, you guys. <laughs> that was so amazing. And I think such a great introduction. And I know naturally, um, maybe the, some of the questions that we have for you kind of were already answered in a way um, at a more high level in your intro. But out of curiosity, kind of just getting right into things, um, Hollis, did you find that obviously as you were at those sporting events and you saw those people on the sidelines, you're like, oh, that's something that I think I'd be passionate about. And then you pursued that. Um, do you find that that was the case? You found your passion and then you started pursuing it? Or did you just start pursuing something and you're like, okay, I know I'm going to find something that I'm really, really passionate about. I just have to keep working my tail off. Okay. So it's probably a mix. It's okay. probably a mix I was going to say it could definitely be both. <laughs> yes. It's probably a mix of both because I knew I had a passion for marketing I grew up always being extremely creative, trying to think outside of the box, find ways to just integrate different creative like elements into my life. But then on the flip side, I knew I wanted to make money. So I was like, okay, what gives me that business degree, but then also being able to be creative? Marketing is the baby in my head of business <laughs> and being creative. So I was like, okay, I am passionate about marketing. I want to learn more about this. And once you're in college, you learn marketing, but they don't really dive deep into all the avenues that marketing entails. Mm -hmm. Marketing is a lot. A lot goes <laughs> into such a broad topic. And I think for me, it was finding, okay, what industry or what field fuels my passion of marketing even more. And so how do I dive a little deeper than that? And so originally um, growing up, I was obsessed with the movie, The Devil Wears Prada. And so, I was like, so good. <laughs> even now, that is my comfort movie. Whenever yes. I'm happy or sad, I'm just like, I need to watch The Devil Wears Prada right now and life will be better. Yep. And so I watched that and I was like, okay, <laughs> even though Andy looked miserable in the movie, I was like, I am going to work for Vogue and that is going to be my life. Wow. <laughs> yes. And then the more research I looked into it, I realized that you actually do not get paid that much once you're starting off in fashion. Mm -hmm. And so I immediately scratched that off the list. And I was like, I, so years. <laughs> I was like, actually, I don't want to do that. I need something that's a little more lucrative, which is so funny that I chose to go into sports because once you're starting off, everyone knows that you're kind of finding your footing. You don't get paid that much, but you know, you're there, you're learning and it's a great opportunity. And as you continue to develop, um, honestly, I feel like the world is your oyster as we see with some of these contracts that are going out that right. it is a very lucrative field within this <laughs> industry. But Overall, for me, I think that was a very long answer to it was a mix of. No, it was amazing. 
and trying to figure out what exact it's like you have your little button and it's like okay where does my button fit in the grand scheme of things yep it's finding that right mix and i think that's great and i feel like very relatable um to know that for anyone listening it can be either way. You know, you can find that passion first or you can just start working and you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get there eventually. I know it. I know something will come across my way. Um, so thank you. That, that insight is very appreciated. <laughs> of course. I think you bring up a great point of like so many people ask us what we want to do and not necessarily how do we want to live. And mm-hmm. like, as you did your research, you found like, Hey, like this is not going to produce the lifestyle I want long-term. So like diving into that more and taking those steps of your pursuit and your journey to get there is super helpful to know of like, hey, like maybe I was going to go this way and it's okay to transition. Um, And then as you did that, like you obviously stated that you enjoyed watching the people on the sidelines of sports. Like did you yourself um, find yourself playing sports or like were you into the fashion scene? Like did you do the modeling first? Like how did that all come to be? I always laugh because I get that question all the time. People are like, did you play sports? Like, did you play basketball? Where, how did you end up here? And I did not play sports a day in my life. If you saw me play basketball, you would understand why I do, why I've never played sports. It's not for me. I enjoy just going and cheering along. And so No, I think overall, um, even when you're working in sports, and I always say if you are a fan of the sports or if you are just trying to get this job because you really love the team, then buy a season ticket. Like Mm -hmm. you're not working in this industry because you are a diehard fan. You're working in this industry because you love the business. You love creating experiences for people. That's what I thoroughly enjoy. When people come to a basketball game or honestly, any sporting event, it truly changes their life. And you see Mm -hmm. even little kids when they're coming to their first game or when you see couples that get engaged at games or just all these different scenarios that happen or like group outings and you see the difference it makes on their life. That's what I get the joy and the kick out of. I enjoy seeing communities come together. I don't know what other industry or space complete strangers can just hug each other (laughs) other than on for their favorite team. And so just seeing how much sports brings people together and not only within the USA, but just on a global scale as well. I honestly don't know what else there is out there that's like sports. That's awesome. And I love too that you mentioned, you know, if you're passionate about a team, get that season ticket. Um, Because there have definitely been times and I am so like held accountable for it where I'm like, oh, it would be so cool. Like, to have a, my dream job be with a team that I love and this and that, and you make a good point. It's like, well, maybe I'm not the most qualified for the job just because I really like the team. Yep. <laughs> really all I was just curious to know is, um, obviously we're all passionate about something, um, mm-hmm. but just because we're passionate doesn't necessarily mean that that something comes easy to us. Um, mm-hmm. So just out of curiosity, have you ever hit any of those speed bumps along the way of pursuing, you know, your passion that have maybe held you up, uh, but temporarily? (laughs) All the time. (laughs) All the time that happens. Um, And then honestly, one particular instance that I can think about is especially pageantry. 
is how you can be passionate about developing. You can be passionate that you really want to win this title or you really want to go on to the next level. But at the end of the day, there is only one winner out of the entire competition. So I would definitely say pageantry has tested my patience in a lot of ways. It has tested my discipline um, and honestly tested me in every way that you can possibly think it's possible but overall it's just you come back because you are looking for ways to better yourself and knowing that whether you fail or whether things don't work out how you want them to is all either stepping stones or getting you to where you need to be so you may need to revisit the lesson over and over again until you get it but overall once you conquer that you're going to end up way better or way farther than you ever imagined. I always like to say God's plan is way bigger and greater than mine. So clearly Mm -hmm. I may want this thing, but he may be using this thing to teach me a lesson for something that's even bigger and better. That's amazing. I love that. Like we never always fully know the plan. And in the moment, it might seem like so far out of reach or like maybe we question if we should continue moving forward. Um, yep. But you make a great point. Like, and for you personally, is there something in those hard times that you lean to or focus on to kind of like bounce you back into pressing forward? Oh, I will say that in my busy kind of chaotic life, I am great at balance. <laughs> I am great at balancing yes. off that stress me out or eliminating them mm-hmm. whenever people come to me and they have. I'm not going to say like hard problems, but it's just like, and maybe this is a little too extreme, but I'm just like, well, don't talk to them anymore. And it's right. like, well, <laughs> completely so cut off your life and purge them out. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, just cut that element out of your life. And they're like, well, it's not that easy. <laughs> and that's probably not like, But it can be. Yes. In my head, it is. In my head, it is. So for me, I am really good at balance and knowing what things bring me peace. So whenever I'm stressed, trying to implement more of that into my life, knowing that moments of silence, I will sit in my apartment and it'll be completely silent. And I am content because there's just so much noise, so much TV, so much everything going on in the world that for me, just sitting in my thoughts really bring me a lot of peace. And then also family, being able to unplug. I always like to think of myself as like, you have Hollis that works in sports, Hollis Miss Wisconsin USA, but in my head, I'm really just Hollis. So I love being around my family and friends that just are normal and I can come to them in sweatpants and just truly be myself. So surrounding yourself with people that bring out the best version of you and allow you to be yourself too. That's amazing. Like we're obviously a big friendship folks on this podcast. So just like hearing that reiterated that like when you find your people, like hold Mm -hmm. on to that because it's super tight. Yeah. (laughs) And do not let go. I love that. And it's so funny because when we were talking through, like if you get any speed bumps, you know, along the way of pursuing your passion, something that came to mind for me is I don't know if either of you or any of our listeners watch Suits. Um, it's yes, yes. I'm actually, watching it right now. That's it's, so good. It's, it's I started it yesterday, and I am on season one, episode eight. So I feel like that tells you all you okay. need to know about well, my life. Right now. <laughs> Hollis, the binge watcher of Netflix. I know we are two watching it, and there was just a part where. 
one of the lawyers um, was basically saying that um, she's only made like three mistakes in her entire career and asked the other person like, oh, do you know what those have in common? And they're like, oh, what? And she goes, nothing, because I learn from my mistakes and I don't make them for a second time. And I think that's so cool because when you're pursuing, you know, something you're passionate about, like you said, take those speed bumps or those hiccups and really learn from them um, and maybe not necessarily see them as, you know, a roadblock in your way to pursuing that passion, but a challenge of like, okay, I'm going to get past this. I'm going to persevere because what I want at the end um, means so much to me. So I instantly thought of that and I'm like, I'm so glad you girls too <laughs> know and can relate to suits because I am obsessed with it right now. <laughs> yes, I just want to say kudos to her to only right. make a mistake once and learn from it. Sometimes I need a do-over because I didn't really Same. learn the lesson. <laughs> so kudos to her to not make the same mistake. Right. right. We need to be gracious with ourselves because I am right there with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like TV show life right there. That's right. Like... I was going to say, that's not reality. Mm-hmm. Yes. But yeah. it's a great lesson anyway. Like there's so many times that we do slip up. We do make a mistake and we have to realize, okay, we might need to learn it multiple times before it mm-hmm. actually clicks, but it's just the way it is. And as long as you get there eventually. For sure. Yes. For sure. We'll get there. Yes. We'll get there. Just focus on that. (laughs) Always. Like the positivity. The positivity. Yes. Uh, So Hollis, uh, for our listeners, maybe some people are even struggling to find a passion. I know in this day and age, um, a lot of people are like, well, find your passion, find your passion. And that's just such a big buzzword. Um, but some people just don't even know where to start. Uh, would you have some advice for those people that are struggling to just find something that they're passionate about to begin with? Yeah, I would say do and try everything. Try as many different outings, opportunities, events that you can go to. And one thing that I've actually started doing is revisiting a lot of the things that I enjoyed when I was little or a child. So I've tried to find like different ballet classes that I can go to or figuring out what are those elements that brought me a lot of joy when I was like six. (laughs) Because those were kind of like your happiest moments and those are really centering you. So I would say put yourself out there whether it's pottery, whether it's soccer, you never know until you try. And even, I want to say now, I think people have this perception that as you get older, you can't try new things or you can't do anything, especially when you're mm-hmm. in that weird, like mid twenties to mid thirties time frame. Yeah. out here. You don't know what you're doing. You feel like you shouldn't try anything new, but this is the time when you should try everything, like explore, go crazy, do whatever, and just Try to find your happiness, whether it's a new activity every week. And then also don't be afraid to go by yourself. Sometimes mm-hmm. you need to find a new tribe that you connect with or a new opportunity. I, whenever I go to networking events, I've realized that I don't like to go with people I know because then you stick to those people. You're not really connecting with other people in the room. You're not branching out because you're sticking by what makes you comfortable. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you go somewhere where you're kind of uncomfortable, one, if you're 
quieter introverted like myself, somebody's going to come up to you and start talking. <laughs> or two, yeah. if you are quiet introverted like myself, I'm speaking to these people because the extroverted people, they don't need my help. They'll get right. into people <laughs> that they don't know right. and they'll work the room. Those people don't need my help. But the quiet and introverted people like myself, my people, if you go to an event, so like I mentioned before, one, somebody will either come talk to you and you'll make a friend that way. Or two, you can reach out and talk with somebody. And if it doesn't work out, you will never see them out like again in your life. Exactly. That's so reassuring. Right. Just test it out. And if it doesn't work, just forget that even happened. <laughs> Push it out of your mind. It's Correct. gone. Correct. <laughs> That's amazing. I know I always commend my husband. Oh, he went to... Oh, sorry. I was going to say my uh, my husband went to a college where he didn't know anybody and he did that on purpose. He did that intentionally. Um, mm -hmm. He wanted to go and explore and meet new people. So I think that's a great point of um, get a little uncomfy because it might show some things in you that you didn't know about yourself um, mm -hmm. and maybe evoke that passion that uh, was never there before that. Correct. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's so cool. Just stepping outside your comfort zone because, like, I've always heard, like, all good things in life are on the other side of your comfort zone. And yes. for us introverts, sometimes that's hard to hear, but it is so true <laughs> in all areas, for sure. Um, uh, Mackenzie, would you like to go ahead yes. and throw the wrap-up questions at Yes, Hollis yes. So, <laughs> Hollis, we always ask um, all of our guests that grace us on this podcast um, the same questions. So we would love for you to share with us and our listeners um, what you are good with being intentional with, um, and then maybe something that you wish you were a little bit more intentional with. Um, it does not have to be anything in relation to your career or any past endeavors, but um, really just looking to see what do you really make that time for and intentionality with and maybe what's something like, oh, I could do a little bit better there. <laughs> I am good at being intentional about my peace. <laughs> like that I'm quiet time. <laughs> yes, that is really, really, yeah, that's really important to me. And that's honestly how I stay sane in everything that I have going on. So making sure that I have those moments for me, making sure that I have those moments for my friends. I always tell them that they can call me whenever I will literally stop what I'm doing to answer oh. them, especially if I'm not busy. If I'm in yeah. like a meeting or right now, if they call me, obviously yeah. I can't answer. But if I'm around, I always try to make myself available because there is nothing like your family and friends that anchor you. So I'm very intentional about maintaining those relationships, making sure I'm available and I'm around when I can be. So that's mm -hmm. probably the biggest thing is like maintaining my peace and my anchor. Oh, and then on the other side, something that can be a little more intentional about, and I am getting better. I'm making <laughs> steps in this, but it is consistently working out. It's like I have my waves where one moment I'm like, oh, let's get it, girl. I'm basically yep. a fitness influencer. <laughs> and then the next week, I'm like, why do people do this? I don't want to do this to themselves. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to live at the gym anymore. Right. And so for me, it's just understanding, like we said, that balance, the progress, and figuring out what works for you. So I, I can be a little more intentional on that. I think Caitlin and I could probably agree with you wholeheartedly on that, Hollis. <laughs> yes. 
Absolutely. And I know part of that too, that we would love to know also, Hollis, is where can anyone listening find you? Where are you at online? Where can they go and follow you and just be inspired by you? <laughs> oh, I love that. So I am mainly on Instagram. My okay. Instagram handle is honestly Hollis, or if you search Hollis Celeste, I think that's what my name is right now. Sometimes I change it, <laughs> but my Instagram handle is always honestly Hollis. And then I'm also pretty active on LinkedIn as well. Okay. So all of my professionals out there definitely <laughs> connect with me. I always love connecting. I try to post often. It slowed down a little bit in the summer because self-care and balance, yes. but it'll probably pick up a lot more once the NBA season starts and things start rolling again. So definitely keep an eye out for me on those two platforms. Awesome. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time. We've yes. appreciated the insight. It's been great. So lucky to have had you on today. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for having me. This was fun. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> and for all of our listeners, we will see you next time. <laughs>